know it ain't always easy to say no. But Lord have mercy, it's beneficial. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. Every no you tell the devil, God's happy. You should feel it too. I mean, you should, I mean, within you. Your spirit should be, that spirit man should be full. It should be getting a little full. He comes to steal. Which means, watch this, he operated in secrecy sometimes. <laughs> true. Most people that steal, there's uh, something now. There's a difference between stealing and robbing. <laughs> a robber will put it to your face. Somebody that's trying to steal, don't try to break in when you, because Jesus said they come, I mean, yeah. they, they, they come over. They don't come through the door. Yeah. So that, that joker, and the very fact that he a thief means he ain't up to no good. A thief does not respect you or what you uh, represent or what you have. So, so this joker, the Pharisees, they were they weren't up to no good because they would put burdens on people that they couldn't even keep themselves. Mm -hmm. Then they'd change them and put some more on people. But the thief comes to steal this and kill. Uh -oh. mm -hmm. He want to take your life. Now, I'm be very careful about how I go here. Because again, a lot of the messages that are being preached now mm -hmm. are all about what God want to do with you. And how God has anointed you in. Every level there's a new devil and all that stuff, all these good old colloquial saying. God wants to take you to higher heights and deeper depths. New revelation. New revelation. You, you're, you're, he, he, you've got this super anointing, the great yokes, to cast out demons and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And God said, go and compel men and women. He said, go ye therefore. <laughs> Make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy God does have a plan to use people. And let me double pop for just a second. Remind me, because you know I'm old. God has a plan to use people. I want to run over to Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord of course. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Folks quoting the scripture, but they don't know the context. Right. The context of that is y'all in Babylon for 70 years. You're going to be here a while. Mm -hmm. But I know the plans I got for you after your time is up. Right. See, people, they run around quoting the scripture, but they don't understand you might not get that blessing for seven weeks, seven months, seven years. He told them they were going to be in captivity for 70 years in Jeremiah. Folk running around here quoting Jeremiah 29 and 11 like they got a blessing coming tomorrow. Check in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> new revelation. Hey, God said I'm going to do a new thing. God will use who he chooses. Right. But look in the Bible at who God used. It's true. 
thieves, murderers, mm-hmm. adulterers, liars. And he used some good people too. <clears throat> but the devil wants to kill you because, and I'm going to give it to you, Mason. You're not saved for yourself. You're connected to somebody. A lot of times, and in the book I wrote about getting past your painful past, yeah, I'm advertising. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. I know a lot of women have been hurt. Right. And I've shared with women before that a lot of times what you went through wasn't just for you. It was for you to get through because there's another woman that's connected to you that you need to help pull through. So what that means is that somebody's going to hurt until you get healed. But the thing about it is there's another person connected to the one that's connected to you. So until you get healed, some other people can't get healed. What you say? There's some people connected to us that God wants us to reach and share the gospel with and help lead them to Christ. But watch this. There's some people connected to the ones that God got connected to us. And until we share that word and until we start telling people that the wages of sin is good, until we start telling people that this person and that person, based upon 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10, read it, read it, will not make it in. Until we tell people what Revelation 20 and 13 say, you won't make it in. Folks can't keep living any kind of way. And the devil wants to kill you before you can make that connection. You said, and I'm just going to call her name. For a while, we had one faithful listener on the conference call. But folks were tuning in on Facebook. Reverend Mason said, how do you not know that this one person ain't going to bring a lot of people to us? And right now, we got people calling in because of this one person. We got people on Facebook because of this one person. See, God wants to use us like that. He ain't trying to necessarily give you a 15-bedroom house. You probably won't even let nobody in there but who you want in it. <laughs> he ain't trying to give you 30 cars so you can drive one a day. He wants to use people for his glory, but the devil wants to kill you to stop you from letting God use you for his glory. Now, a lot of these people, stuff they're talking about is for their glory. I don't want God's glory. I can't handle it. I want him to get all of the glory because all of the glory belongs to him. Right. right, exactly. He comes to steal and kill. Look at this. True. You know, Brother Sam mentioned uh, earlier uh, about the voice, uh, knowing the voice of God, which, which I think is, is very important. Uh, one of the things is, is that being able to recognize the voice, uh, whether it's your voice 
whether it's the devil's voice or whether it's God's voice. That, that's very important. Uh, one of the things that Jesus states, he says that my sheep know my voice. <clears throat> right? And he says the stranger will not follow. Okay? Uh -oh. All right? Uh, I, I was looking at a, a documentary, some type of documentary or show uh, was on the uh, one of the Discovery Channels or something like that. Uh, but they, they did an experiment. They had all these shepherds. They had like three or four shepherds. Mm -hmm. And each one of them was over a herd of sheep. And what they decided to do to make that, uh, that truth that Jesus said about sheep knowing their shepherd's voice, well, they tested. And what they did uh, they mixed the sheep up and they put the sheep uh, I guess in, in these different stalls and they had these uh, different shepherds go to different stalls and when the shepherd made a certain call now each, each shepherd had a certain call that they used to call the sheep okay alright so once I started hearing that on the dog Okay, now I'm going to make the comparison with, with uh, the story that Jesus told. And I'm, I'm listening to what they're saying on the Discovery Channel. So you had this shepherd, this first shepherd. He went over to the stall and uh, he made this call to the sheep. The sheep didn't move at all. Didn't perk up, didn't do anything. They didn't move. So he kept doing it and they never did anything. So they went through three shepherds. They had four. Went through three shepherds. And when that fourth shepherd came and he made a certain particular call. Man, you know how a dog does when you whisper or you call your dog and they perk up and start running to you? But this way all these sheep done. That shepherd came and made that particular call. Those sheep knew that call and they responded. They started following around. Went, come, come right out of the, the stall and started following around. And so they, they did experiment with the next shepherd. The next shepherd went in to the, the other three uh, stalls that was left. And every time they went to the opposite or the wrong stall where the sheep was, the sheep never responded. The only time the sheep responded is when they heard the right shepherd's voice. And they responded. First, <clears throat> go ahead, excuse, Professor. Brother Sandy, you were talking about people saying God said and the Lord told me and then all of a sudden they figure out it ain't the Lord. Who was it? Samuel and Eli. Eli laying down asleep. Samuel laying down. Samuel. Yeah, what's up Eli? I didn't call you. You did call him. Go, go lay down. Call him again. Samuel. What is it Eli? What you talking about Samuel? You called me again. I didn't call you. The Bible says the same way. Eli perceived the Lord had called Samuel. Mm -hmm. But this time when you hear the voice, so speak, Lord. I what I certainly hear. Mm -hmm. My old pastor, and I talk about, I'm grateful <clears throat> for leadership that I've had. My old pastor 
used to say, when you hear a voice, you can't distinguish whose it is, but whatever is being said, look at it like this right here. Whenever you do that thing that's being said, who's going to get the glory out of that? You or God. If God's going to get the glory out of it, then you follow that voice. If God's not going to get the glory out of it, you don't follow that voice. But here's something else. One way to know the voice of the Lord is to spend time with it. Mm -hmm. The more time you spend with it, the more you'll know that voice. It'll do something to you. Right. I don't mean, I don't mean it'll, it'll stir you up or make you fall side to side. It'll, it'll bring some joy. It'll bring something in there that'll be like, whew, it'll bring tears out of nowhere. And it's not tears of, tears of sadness. It's tears of joy because you just touched me in a way that And see, that is the contrast between the good shepherd <laughs> and the thief. Right. The thief is always going to tell you to do something that's going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. The Lord is going to tell you to do something that's going to help you. Right. you got your best interest at all. Right. That's where the destroy part comes in. He right. wants to obliterate you. It's true. It's true. He wants to leave no sign of you. I agree. I agree. And, and, and one, one important part about that, uh, when we're talking about the distinction between the voices, and the Bible says, my sheep hear. See, the word hear is a very important word. Mm -hmm. I, when, when you look at that, real hearing, and, and I want everybody to understand this, real hearing, always is followed by obedience. That's when you really hear God. When, when people are there, well, I listen to God and he told me to do this and that. Well, didn't you do it? No, well, you didn't hear it. <laughs> didn't hear it. Because he said, because, because I understand it. Now, now check it out. He says what? Uh, he said, sheep, and the sheep hear his voice, right? And a stranger, they will not follow. See, when they hear his voice, it's like I gave the, the uh, uh, story of the sheep hearing their real shepherd's voice. When they actually heard the shepherd call with that particular call, they didn't say, okay, that, that sounds like a shepherd calling, but I'm just going to ignore it ignore it, and just continue doing what I'm doing. No. When they heard the shepherd call, they responded. They did exactly what they were supposed to do when he called and what was the content. They knew exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. When God calls us as his sheep, he said that my sheep, now notice how he distinguishes, he says, my sheep hear my voice. See, if you're a real sheep, you're going to hear his voice and you're going to obey exactly what he tells you to do. That's, that's, that's not going to be in debate. It's going to be like, okay, that's the Lord's voice telling me to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to obey it. Oh, I know, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. I know that chipping way of things. What about, do 
them disobedient sheep. What God did with them disobedient sheep? Well, a disobedient sheep has to be disciplined. You're going to tell them again after that. You can tell. No, you can <laughs> I'm glad pastors can't be like the sheep back there. Yeah. I mean the shepherds. Because yeah. when the sheep would wander off too much back in the days, mm -hmm. they wouldn't get in line. Right. What the shepherd would do is he would take that sheep and break his legs. Yeah. Then the the sheep couldn't move, so he would put the sheep on his shoulder. And he would carry the sheep around. And there would be a closeness that the sheep would develop with the shepherd. I'm getting happy. <laughs> Every now and then, <laughs> when we get off track, God will break us. <laughs> He'll break us down. He'll let some trouble come down with him. He'll <laughs> <laughs> let you lose the job. He'll let you lose the job. Yeah. Let you lose with love. Right. Let some trouble. He'll let you go to the doctor. You feeling good. The doctor tell you you got stage four cancer. He'll cause you to get close. That's right. To the shepherd. That's right. That's what he do with. Hard-headed sheep. It's true. And Isaiah said, all we like sheep have done what? Have gone astray. And I want to tell you, you told me that story. And y'all pray because I just something popped up on my computer. Southern Arizona teen accused of threatening to shoot up a school. The thief is operating. He is running. Rampage, y'all. Just in Arizona the other day, a man was drowning. A cop was right there with his body cam. The man asked for help. Cop, I ain't coming in there to save you. The thief is operating. Cop, one is supposed to protect and serve. Right. Told the man, I'm not coming to help you. We'd rather let a man drown than to help him. Thief is operating, y'all. But just as these Pharisees, <clears throat> as we speak here, but there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. And we still have these seed. This is where our younger generation grows. They look, they look toward the, 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 the fame and the glamour and the, the glitz and, and, and all the money and the cars and the, the fame and all these things that they, they, they idolize those things. And at the same time, they're focused on, on those things. And the ones that are up here that are famous should be the ones that are showing those examples. But they go through six, seven divorces. They go through, and go through all these things, but they make it seem like it's great. Yeah. It's great to do. It's true. You know what? We haven't even touched that time. You, you just opened up another 30 minutes. <laughs> Enjoy but the thief has got our kids. Yes. Yes. The thief has got our kids because the thief got the kids' parents. Mm -hmm. And back in the days when we grew up, if the parent didn't have it, the grandmama had it. Right. But now the thief has got the kids, the parents, and some of the grandparents. 
I'm gonna touch this real quick. Go ahead. Let it go. No. I was I was I was looking this the other day and I looked at this and I looked at Madonna. I looked at Dwayne Wade. And they were going to this show. And so Madonna adopted this, I guess he's a he's my dad. He shows up with a long split skirt, high heel, converses on. And this is acceptable. This is this is this is the thing that, that's acceptable right now and, and you 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 born as this is who you are. God God didn't make a mistake in, in how you were born because God this this body is complex and we can't they he he giving people knowledge to kind of understand this but he can make a little net that we can't see inside of that, that do all these things and not know how it's made so how do you think we're gonna say how this body is made because it was made from dust exactly you can't make it any other way man didn't make it man can't make it trying to. But see, that's what man getting highly above themselves now. So now you you messing in God's room because he is the ultimate creator. You can't create what God created. I think we have a discussion about this, a, a story that you have presented before. You can't create that because this is God. True. So God created this as, as, as a man and as a woman. I'm not trying to say anybody that it's a mental thing and, and the devil has already twisted that the mind and the concept. Now you're making accepting of it because in the parent's role, I'm not saying you beat your child and say this is who you are, but you have made it acceptable. So the consequences of it all, when you come to judgment day, I didn't make you to be who this is, but we have to atone for that. I'm not saying anybody's going to heaven or hell, but we have to account for those things. It's going to be. True. I mean, it's going to come to be. But well, I, can I put a caveat in it? Mm -hmm. Or kind of Add something because of somebody that I know. Again, you're right, these bodies are complex. And God does what God wants to do. And I tell people, because sometimes I'm asked this question, well, what about people that's born with both parts? That's a God question right there. This thing, and I don't want to get into it per se, I don't know why all of a sudden. Dwayne Wade's son is living as a woman, I mean as a girl. It could be because there were born with both, I don't know. But it just could have been a scenario where, how do I say this? Again, sometimes people are born with both parts. And sometimes one of the parts is more dominant. I'm only saying this because I know somebody that dealt with it. And it led them into a life that they hate, they lived. Um, there, it's about like the eunuch. That's a God question with some stuff. But people that were born straight up, not time to go here. Some things are a God question. Uh, now, Again, the devil, his job is to disrupt, distract, destroy, kill, steal. He is to, he is, he is anti-God. Anything God stands for, he's against. God stands for love, he stands for hate. God stands for peace, he stands for chaos. 
God stands for humility. He stands for pride. God stands for truth. He stands for a lie. Everything God is for, he is against. Exactly. He's the adversary of the world. Again, it's simple. People are always talking about their haters. Well, the devil is your number one hater. But yet, you serve him and you're mad at the other ones. And the other ones are only doing his business. The one thing about the devil, and I'm not giving him credit, but he does his job and he does it well. He's not like some of us brothers have. He don't have stuff. Oh, no. He don't have stuff. Uh, I think I told y'all about this lady named Sister George. We were talking at the church one day. Sister George said, I'm going to do something for you that the devil won't ever do. We looked at each other like, huh? Well, what's that, Sister George? said, I'm going to leave y'all alone. Bye. <laughs> he won't help us. Leave you alone. I agree. He may take a little break, but he coming back. And every time he comes back, he ain't coming back empty-handed. He coming with something to disturb you. That's his job. To offset you, to get your mind off of doing what God wants you to do. And you know, when you, when, when you it's, it's amazing that this, there's this, this strong comparison here. I, I can see why Jesus... Uh, stayed on the Pharisees so much. Uh, when you look at this this, this passage here, he, he's, he's talking about, first of all, the mistreatment of one of God's sheep. Right? Here is Jesus uh, is ready to give life. Mm. And we see the Pharisees here, which he has noted that they are the, the thieves uh, basically in the robbers that's, that's in this passage, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, and what do they come to do? They come to take life, okay? So we see this same comparison here, even when it comes down to Satan, uh, who operates in that same way. So what is Jesus basically saying here? He, he, when, when he sees the way these Pharisees are operating and what they're doing, they're basically doing the same thing that Satan does, but they are basically doing this because of what sin does. But they're also doing this because of who they belong to. What did exactly. Jesus say? You, 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 you are of your father. The death. Exactly. So that, exactly. And that's where it all lines up with. True. Here's the question. Who's your daddy? Right. Who is your father? I ain't talking about your natural earthly father. Either God is your father or the devil is your father. There's no in between, no if, ands, buts, or about it. It's one or the other. And if the devil is your daddy, there is someone willing to adopt you. Because your daddy is going to lead you to destruction. Exactly. And, and if you are your father, the devil, and that's sad to say to people these days because uh, people don't want to believe that. They actually believe that, uh, well, my father's name, God. And the reason why they think that 
is because they sort of believe that God has created us, which he has. They understand that part. Okay, God created me, so my father is, is God because he created me. But what does Jesus tell us about that? There's no way to become what we call born again. You become uh, part of the family of God now. But once you become part of the family of God, then God is your father. But it only comes through you being born again once you've accepted Christ as Lord, Lord and Savior. That's the only way that can happen. So him addressing the scribes and Pharisees and saying that tells us that the scribes and Pharisees had never accepted Jesus. Because remember, Jesus got on these guys. He said, look, he said, uh, he said, I've come in the volume of the book. He said, and he used the word, lo, I come in the volume, in the, in the volume of the book. And then he said, uh, he said, you quote scriptures. He said, by you quote the scriptures, he said, in those scriptures, you think you have eternal life. Just because you can quote scriptures. And he said, uh, here, here I am. I'm standing right in front of you, the very truth that you're quoting about. And you don't even recognize who I am. They didn't even know. For those people, and Brother Sam, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, they say, well, God loved me. I belong to God. You just said, some of us belong to God one time, some of us belong to him two times. Some of us belong to him by creation, but some of us belong to him by creation and regeneration. Mm -hmm. And if you have not been regenerated, exactly. yet he owned you through creation, but Jesus said, I'm the way to get to the one that owns you, that created you. Exactly. Exactly. And if you do not go through Jesus, then you revert back to your other dad. It's true. It's true. You, you only can get to God. You can only claim God as your father if Jesus Christ is your big brother. Exactly. You have to be adopted into the royal family. And adoption carries the very same rights as a son or daughter born by both parents. True. So now there's a comparison here in this 10th verse. Now, if Jesus say, I am the good shepherd, then it must be a bad shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> if he say, I'm the good shepherd, he said, I am the good shepherd. He said, I come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Now, I need to tell folks, that I ain't talking about here on earth. Again, I'm, I'm disturbed by this book talking about I'm living my best life now, per se. How can you live your best life now here on earth and you ain't got to heaven yet? That doesn't really make sense. <clears throat> your will is turning. 
This is it. I think a lot of people don't realize that, I mean, I know we do, I know I do, that this is it, you know. This, this, is, this, this earth is, is as far as it goes for them. Because the, 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 the things that, that they have let really grab a hold of them, man, is something they, they honestly don't want to let go of. This, this, this sinful nature, man, and I don't want to go deep into it, this sinful nature is, to some people, it's just so good that they just don't want to let it go. They don't want to look past it because that physical aspect of it that they're enjoying is, is so good that they, they, they can't see anything else. They're blinded by just that sinful nature that they don't want to let go of. Pleasure and sinful and that's, and that's the thing. If, if, you're, if you're there, and in the midst of your sin, you're enjoying it, well, you, you think that you have the next day. And the instant, if that's that day, and you're there in your sin, that's where you wake up in your sin. That, there is no, there is no, I think there is no, every answer is no. <laughs> that I think we discuss every answer is no. There, there is no coming back from it. Hell is where you open your eyes at, and that's it. That's, that's where it's at. I mean, that sinful nature will only last for a moment. You know, 30, 30 minutes, an hour or two, or whatever it is, the vacation, whatever it may be, that's as far as it's going to go. There is pleasure in sin for a season. But, again, the Bible declares that broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Why? Because the devil is accomplishing what he's come to do with some people. He's always going to be victorious over anybody that does not have Christ. Right. Right. See, that's, that's the answer. Uh, whether people believe it or not, that's the answer to the world that, that's, that's having problems in you see Congress all the time trying to come up with this program, with that program to make sure that uh, this is what we can do in order to stop all of this chaos that's going on, all of these mass shootings that's happening in schools. And uh, We'll change the gun laws. We'll make it more difficult for them to purchase guns and stuff. I've said it and I'll say it again. Let's, let's, let's talk about the uh, the prison system. You can take a prisoner or a let's, you can take a rapist that's been raping for 20 years and you can finally catch him and lock him up. You lock this prisoner up in prison. He can't rape any more women. They let him out after 10 years. He goes right back to doing the same thing he did to get him in there to begin with. He goes right back to raping women again. Mm -hmm. Well, why is that? When you think about it, the only reason or the only yeah, reason why they kept him or why he didn't rape anyone, because he was locked up. He couldn't physically get out and rape anyone. So they say that prisons are for rehabilitation. Okay, they are, they are supposed to rehabilitate you. 
mind. But if that's the case, then, why do we have such a repeat offender percentage that's so high? I think the last time I looked at this thing, man, we talked about 90-something percent. So which tells you what? That the prison system is not working. You can lock a rapist up for 20 years, 40 years, 50 years. If his heart hasn't been changed, that will cause him to think differently and behave differently, he's going to do the same thing when he gets out. So what are you doing when you're putting him in jail? You're just preventing him from doing what he's normally going to do anyway. But if you change that's true. <laughs> but if you change his heart by him accepting Jesus Christ, then you not only change his heart, but you change his way of thinking. And when you change his way of thinking, you'll change his behavior. And I say it again, let's try Jesus. You don't want to try nothing else. I don't care nothing about the common sense, because and I always thought that was a stupid statement. <laughs> common sense is not common. I'm like, well, where did every other inch of intelligence come from if it didn't start with common sense? Statement. Common sense ain't common no more. You know what I'm saying? I put a bow tie. Well, you have to understand that you, know, you have to have something that's have love and compassion. Honestly. Right. And, and that's where it comes from. Because when you get into the, the, the prison system, man, that's. That's a whole nother, you know, story to even account for. Right. Because now there's people that, you know, they have, have a life sentence, man. What, what do they have to lose? They'll yeah. never see daylight. Yeah. They can turn society. it upside down. Yeah, society, they yeah. turn it on. But I'm, I'm going to let that go with that. But <clears throat> I think that, um, I just want to say to those who are listening and may listen that, this is um, an opportunity to really evaluate yourselves um, and your lives. Let your life, your real life, not what you want people to see, but let your life that you live be exactly what God wants it to be. Let it tell the story for itself because you don't have to speak any words. But if you're living it, it'll tell a whole whole story, chapters of who God is, because it'll shine through with it. everything that you do. The people that you cross, they'll know, they'll feel his presence in you. I'll, I can probably say, oh, I was sitting here, you know, like I was, I went to, to see <laughs> Professor Peach when he said, you're a pastor and a woman, I done had three times before I even got in church. <laughs> you want to go there and say, you're a pastor? No, I'm not a pastor. But, not saying that, but God, when he wraps you up in who he is, you'll know it's there. People will know exactly who you are. You know, they'll see who God is in you. And it, it won't it won't waver left or right. It'll be straight down the middle. That's who God is. Because you'll have that same love. And understand that that Satan is he'll come in many forms. He will come in the ones that are closest to you. And for me, you know, I think for me I pray. I, I pray. I constantly pray. I constantly pray because I'm talking to my father because he already knows when I when I have an issue, I come to him because I can't I can't solve it. Even from the beginning, I can't solve it. When I lay down, I have to leave it in his hand because I don't know if I'm gonna wake up. But when I do wake up, the first thing I'm saying, Lord, I thank you. 
that's my first word I thank you for because Satan didn't 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 have a, anything going on to take me or my family, you know. So I think that's you know, it's, it's a blessing to sit at this table and to have this conversation and to talk about God and to, to show who he is in us and just understand that, you know, God has given us life. He has given us an opportunity to, to be exactly who he's promised to do what he's promised to do for us. So we have to be forgiven. Be humble and know that, you know, he'll give us abundantly in all things that we seek, um, seek to have. The, his riches and glory are beyond this world. He'll give us those, well, even while we're here, but it won't be exactly sometimes what you want. But just take, you know, just understand that, you know, keep your eyes on the prize and, and know that, you know, Satan is at every turn, you know, but at the same time, if you call upon him, he will give you refuge. Will yeah, I would say uh, don't be a Pharisee, uh, a modern day Pharisee. Uh, kind that uh, basically come to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, Don't be like some of these supposed uh, to be representatives of God, uh, some creatures that instead of feeding the flock, they fleece the flock. <laughs> uh, not knowing basically the difference between, they were like those in the scripture uh, passage that we read today. They were like those foolish gatekeepers. You know, don't be like that the way you can't tell the difference between the thief and the shepherd. Uh, those people there, God had them basically as people that, that need help. Uh, there's nobody that he wants us to give up on. Uh, when I think about that, I think about the thieves. Uh, they bring death. Uh, you know, and Jesus being basically the, the sheep, sheepfold, okay, uh, he brings life. You know, when you talk about John 10, uh, verses 7 through 10, uh, he brings life. He's a good shepherd. You know, and you talk about the, the bad shepherd. As we would have gotten into that, uh, talk about what he calls the hiring. What the hiring actually does. He doesn't have the sheep's best interest at heart. And when, and when trouble comes, he takes off. You know, because he's just like the hired hip. So he's not devoted. He doesn't have that shepherd mentality to protect the sheep. Of all at all costs to feed the sheep at all costs to make sure that he has the sheep best interests at heart, and so when you look at this hiring, you know he's he's uh, kind of like the Pharisees. He, he he he's up to no good, you know. Uh, he, he doesn't need to basically uh, he, he, by him being a hired help, he doesn't need to really be helping out. 
because when it caps the most for him to do uh, what he's supposed to do uh, as far as protecting and, and feeding and having to shoot the best interest at heart, well, he, he goes AWOL. He, he runs away from his responsibility. And so as God's people, we don't want to be like the Pharisees. We don't want to uh, kill, steal, and destroy, but we want to be able to bring the Word of God to people uh, to where we are showing them that eternal life is the gift of God, that God wants every man, woman, uh, and boy to have. And uh, we are the ones that he's left with that responsibility. So we all are shepherds in a way uh, because of the word of God that we have or the good that we can do uh, for people who need it. And, and basically it's the sheep. It, it, it's amazing how the sheep are going lacking uh, in churches today where they're not being fed. Uh, it's, it's sad, but it's true. Uh, we are too caught up in the, uh, I guess you could say the charismatic, the, the feeling good, the emotions and everything. Well, emotions won't get you through a crisis when it comes down to uh, knowing what God's Word says about the crisis. You know, I don't think most of it's going to do is make you feel good, but the problem uh, or the issue that's at hand, it's going to still be there. Unless you know what God's Word says about that issue. And then you can address that issue with the Word of God. But if you can't do that, then all of the speaking in tongues and shouting and getting emotional, it's not going to help you at all. And so I would say, again, let's not be like the Pharisees where we bring uh, I guess destruction uh, to people, but let's, let's be like Jesus, you know, where Jesus said, I've come uh, that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. We are the ones to bring that uh, word of God to them so that they'll know the way of having that eternal life. So instead of stealing, we ought to be giving. Exactly. Instead of killing, we ought to be helped living. True. And instead of destroying, we ought to be helped restoring. Exactly. The thief comes. And we know contextually the thief or the Pharisee, but now it's the adversary, which is the living. His mission, his motive, his main desire is to keep you from God. His, his desire is to keep you from telling other people about God. That's why sometimes when the Lord put in your spirit, witness to that person, all of a sudden, Lord, they don't want to hear about that. That's what's going through your head. That's the devil. I um, had to pay a speeding ticket one time, and I was in Oklahoma, <clears throat> and I could not find a parking space nowhere close to the office I had to go to. I had to literally park about a mile away from the office. When I got up to the window, God told me to witness to that lady, and I did exactly what I just said. Basically, I told God no. 
paid my ticket, walked back to the vehicle, got in the vehicle, God wouldn't let me start it up till I walked back. Yeah. See when it comes from the disobedience. And I told that lady, no, 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 the devil's mission is simple. It's anti-God. <clears throat> Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He said, I'm the good shepherd, which means there's another kind of shepherd. But I'll tell the story when we finish. One day there were two sets of sheep grazing in two sheepfolds. On one side was some skinny, malnourished, thin, unhealthy sheep. But on the other side were some well-fed, very well-nourished, very kept sheep. And there was this one particular skin sheep that could barely stand up. This sheep on the other side that was well-nourished Walked over to the dividing part and just shook his head. <clears throat> and the skinny sheep mustered up enough strength to walk over the way he was. He said, go ahead, laugh at me. He said, go ahead, make fun. He said, I saw you laughing. I saw you picking me. I saw you when you put your head down and just shaking your head. Go ahead, make fun of me. The healthy sheep said, I'm sorry. He said, no, no, I'm not making fun of you. I was not laughing at you. So I wouldn't do that. He said, when you saw me with my head down and just shaking my head, he said, I was just thinking, if it wasn't for my shepherd, I'd be just like you. I will tell somebody, if the Lord is not your shepherd, change. Because the other guy don't care for you. He's headed for destruction and he's trying to take as many people with him as he possibly can. Yeah. He does not care. His mission is to kill Steve. Jesus told Peter, Satan had Simon Simon, Satan had desire to sift you as we. He said, but I pray for you. The devil is trying to take somebody out. But the Lord is already praying. His mission is anti-God. Whatever God's for, he's against. And if he's against God, and you're for God, you have to be against him. God, we thank you. Another opportunity to sit at the table. Yes. God shared his word on tonight. His mission, his mindset, his motive.
is to be against everything that you're for. And God, as your sheep, we want to be obedient. We want to hear and as Reverend Mason said, not only hear, but obey what you say. And so God, help us to recognize when the thief is around us or when he's trying to get us to do things that are not of you. God, help us to be obedient to your voice. You said, my sheep know my voice. And a stranger they will not know. Help us to look at the other sheep here. There's some sheep that are weaker than we are. Help us, dear God, to be guilty of doing what you would have us to do. And help us, dear God, to stand against sin. Help us to stand on your word, dear God. And God, we thank you for this time that we spend together. And God, we believe that you're using us for your glory. It's not for us, God, but it's for you. We want to be that outlet that reaches out to people to help lead men and women, boys and girls, to your glorious kingdom called heaven. And so, God, as we end this particular session of this podcast for such a time as this, thank you for bringing us together safely, dear God, and thank you for taking us back to our destinations. And God, until we meet again, God, we bless you. We thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We thank you all for joining us on tonight. Um, continue to look at our Facebook page for such a time as this. Um, our email address is for such a time as this, 411 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for such a time as this. We are grateful that you joined us on tonight. If you have any questions, inbox us at for such a time as this on Instagram, Twitter, or again, TikTok. Um, we have a phone number also, 704-690-4120. If you have questions, you can text us there. Again, we are just grateful that you joined us on tonight. And unless we pick up a part two of this, next week we will be talking about know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you God. Good night. We love you. We thank you. Amen. Amen.